FM song, an album, and a band that need very little introduction. Fill in the Blank by Car Seat Headrest from their seminal 2016 album, Teens of Denial. My name's Maya Billick and I'm joined by Dan Gordon. And before we go any further, we'd like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting on the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Now this week on the show we roll back the clock five years or so uh, and of course to a record that we probably took for granted a little bit at the time. Back then you couldn't really go a week or so uh, listening to FBI without someone spinning one of these tracks or or bringing up his at the time upcoming laneway performance and sideshows and for really good reason. We're talking of course about car seat headrest and their phenomenal and still best, I think, record, Teens of Denial. This is definitely one of those albums and artists that I think we all have one. It's a real, like, kick in the guts to yourself for not getting across sooner or being around when they were in town and not being at a show. For me, it's seeing Car Seat Headrest play at that infamous laneway gig and walking right on past and just being blissfully unaware. Blasphemy. (laughs) And I'm still punching myself about it. That, I think, is a real testament to an artist and a record that is well and truly a glorious and magnificent piece of art. And I think where Car Seat Headrest is concerned, Teens of Denial is definitely one of those albums. It dives deep into different themes of teenage angst, sexuality, curiosity, and honesty, or any really lack thereof to oneself, all orchestrated by Will Toledo, who's a pretty prolific songwriter and previously only member of this band. Yeah, and I think the whole one-man band thing was kind of... Maybe wearing thin is a little bit harsh, but there was there was lots of people after Kevin Parker kind of started mm. the whole, or maybe not started, popularized the trend of you know you doing literally everything, and everyone kind of started to do it, and it became like 
that was the PR person's thing to talk <laughs> about um, when they were talking about a record. And I think that Will Toledo is one of those instances where where you should believe the hype. And mm. definitely with a record like this, I was kind of blown away by how does he get all of these sounds? How does one guy come up with all of these songs? Every song sounds so different. It's not like, you know, he's just kind of reshuffling and filtering through the same kind of general idea over and over and over. Every song is so, so dynamic on an album like this. Yeah, and I mean, I think what's really important to remember, and again, is a real testament to Will Toledo's craft and skill, is at this point in time, he's like six albums or so in and like barely 23. Mm. And of the entire car seat headrest back catalogue, everything up until this point was unbelievably personable, uh, vulnerable, really detailed, and in some ways, I guess, verbose, very one-to-one sort of listening experiences before you have an artist like Snail Mail who's really killing it in terms of, like, bedroom indie pop. I think Will Toledo is the person who was able to establish that bedroom indie pop is possible and not sound too garagey but actually really sophisticated and then you have this record where it throws all of that away it's these walls of sound back and forth jams riff like 10 minute long opuses that every track just hits and kills yeah and i think that that's one of the things for me aside from this album just generally being a whole lot of fun to listen to and I'm sure to make it was as well but for me guitar music was getting a little bit stale you know post post 2010 even before that but let's just for argument's sake post 2010 I think guitar music was like just a bit a uh, bit of a sigh and, and an album like this kind of at least for me reinvigorated my love of guitar music and, and wanted me to and maybe kind of jump back into a lot of albums that I had listened to previously and fallen in love with, and, and maybe not spent um, enough time with in the in the past few years. So I think for if for nothing else, this album really, really kind of kick re kick started uh, my love for guitar music. I yeah, I'd hundred percent agree with you, Dan. I think if we look back all the way to 2016, when it was completed. Will was finalising the album, just been signed to Matador Records, moved to Seattle, which is a notoriously slow-moving, rainy town. And when the writing and recording process began, even further back in 2013, he was graduating from college and living back at home in Leesburg, Virginia. Having written it so soon after, even during and in the middle of processing so many different but extremely relatable life experiences. It's it's that that forms the basis of this record, Teens of Denial, and you can feel its uh, authenticity, how genuine he is, and again, how exactly that, how relatable everything on this album sounds. And it's incredibly enchanting. You feel right there with him in the room and like he's, you know, the mouthpiece for your own memories and thoughts. Yeah, and I mean, this this album, to me, it's it's authenticity is kind of intoxicating. And back in those days, Toledo was recording car seat headrest records seamlessly for fun, almost like knocking one out of the park on his day off or something like that. 
and releasing 12 out direct to Bandcamp between 2010 and 2015. 12 albums in five years. That is insane. That is, even King Gizzard can't come up with those kind of numbers. So where he kind of found the creativity to spawn that many releases is just kind of beyond me. But it it speaks of someone who just genuinely really loves music and you can kind of hear that all over an album like this. And as much as those records might be unruly experimentation or really free form, not concentrated, yada yada, they're definitely, I think, a necessary part to many songwriters' processes, but it goes to show just how much that laborious process of refinement can manifest and cultivate in this wonderfully, on paper, something that shouldn't necessarily work. We're going to jump into Vincent right here on For The Record. Share with us your memories, thoughts. If you were at that Laneway gig on 0409-945-945, we're talking about Teens of Denial by Car Seat Headrest. And that's right, we're going to hear the album in full, so tuck yourselves in. Heads up, this one has a language warning. Parentheses, Joe gets kicked out of school for using parentheses. Drugs with friends, parentheses, but says it isn't 
but says this isn't a problem, parentheses. Wow, that is a mouthful. <laughs> Vincent up the top, and then in between that one we heard Destroyed by Hippie Powers, an absolute banger off the record. Teens of Denial, you're tuned into For the Record on FBI Radio 94.5, where we've been listening to Will Toledo, a.k.a. Mr. Car Seat Headrest. You're hearing underneath us Not What I Needed, and if you've just joined us, welcome. We're a weekly album show, and that's right, I said earlier... We're going to play this glorious record in full. We're literally at the beginning and already privy to two of my favourite tracks on the whole thing. And we mentioned a little earlier that Will Toledo comes from some pretty humble bedroom DIY recording beginnings, but at this point in his career has really taken the time to experiment, get weird and test anything and everything that he can in the bedroom studio sense. But what is the most incredible thing about this record, I think, is the songwriting. It honestly feels as if Will has just pulled up in his broken down, rusty 1993 Toyota Corolla and is asking you to jump in and have a little midnight DNM. It's inviting, intoxicating, and the music is absolutely, I think, really importantly as well, we said before, genuine and convincing and that authenticity remember this is someone who's just signed a big deal with one of the most respected indie record labels globally at this point in their career like that's a big deal big thing big shoes to be walking into and to be doing it where you have maybe a different type of studio setup you're trying different types of songwriting Again, huge props to Will Toledo for this album. It's just insane. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that comes down to a couple of things. Um, how personal this album is, and also how relatable, maybe not even necessarily, So, I mean, some of the stuff he's talking about is relatable, but even just the way he presents it to you, he makes it seem relatable. And I think that that is a really, really big thing for me. It makes you feel like you're talking to your friend. And and that, mm. I think, is, is a big reason why this album has kind of resonated with so many people is because it reminds you of that. If you were to look at this album uh, at face value and you didn't know who Will Toledo was, you'd probably think, this is not going to work. Yeah, and I, I think he kind of strings it all together really just by having such strong hook writing. Yeah. And, and and while some of the songs definitely go off on for for you know good reason for tangents, I, I think that he all kind of pulls it together and reins himself back in by having like really really strong hooks and they're all over near like nearly every single song. Yeah, and I think given he has such humble lo-fi DIY beginnings, he doesn't betray any of that on Teens of Denial yeah, and, either. Yeah, and that's that's a really really important factor in this is that he kind of marries those two worlds perfectly or pretty much as perfectly as I've heard someone do that it's extremely relatable it lets you have those moments where you just want to like kick and scream because you don't understand something that's just happened or you're really upset and frustrated by something that's just gone on you're trying to make sense of the world around you I think Um, Teens of Denial really says it all in terms of the sonic palette. It's young people trying to understand their place in the world, their identity, how they manoeuvre where they want to be at their end goals and how they get there, and that comes through a lot of the sonics. It sounds like kicking and screaming in the best way, and I love how there's so much 
fury on this record. A lot of the tracks feel like two separate songs that could otherwise just sound as if they'd been slapped together but work really well. Vincent, case in point, Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales, the way that it kicks off so subtly and gently and turns into this all-encompassing tornado of emotion I'm just such a damn sucker for. Yeah, and I mean, also, nothing that you hear on this record is made up or could be made up. I don't. It, it's not really exciting enough for it to be. It's, but to be a teen in denial, so to speak, realism might be the most exciting thing of all, really. And hearing those vivid details proclaimed with such angst can only really validate the feelings that self-deprecating people everywhere could relate to, but maybe not articulate. Yeah, and I think what's also funny to consider is that Will Toledo himself is a bit of an oddball. He's extremely self-deprecating, might be someone who's really hard to talk to, but I think is, in knowing that has a way of phrasing things that feel like something you could say. You always get a little bit like shy when you're really vulnerable with someone talking about how you feel about something and so you awkwardly kind of crack a joke at the end and that's what you hear on this album and if there's anyone who has ever really developed a chemical dependency to distract from how chronically lame they find themselves as our wonderful producer Josh puts it this is probably their sermon just as it was for Will Toledo in making it you're hearing bits of not what I needed right underneath We're going to jump into some more hits, Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales, coming up here on For The Record on FBI. Don't go anywhere. In the backseat of my heart My love tells me I'm a mess to start I left my key somewhere in the Kicked it all off with Not What I Needed up into the seminal Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales. 
I would say probably the highlight on this Definitely. entire thing. I feel like that's fair to say. And after that one, 1937 State Park. You're tuned in to For The Record on FBI Radio 94.5, where we've been listening to Car Seat Headrest and their record, Teens of Denial. My name's Maya Billick, and I'm with Dan Gordon, and I think you listening would agree with us that Teens of Denial is, I think, the magnum opus when it comes to the incredibly detailed and long car seat headrest discography. It almost feels like an anomaly, and... When you first come across an album like this, I remember listening for the first time, it feels like such a such a feat or like a hill you need to come through and it's, I guess, maybe initially a bit too hard to comprehend because it's a 70-minute long album, but every time you hear some new detail, some new flourish, some new little, little guitar pick, chord or something that you didn't hear that first time and since his prolific songwriting has slowed down, while still putting out this incredibly detailed style of music as well. Being able to look back on it nearly five years later now, it's pretty safe to say that there's a very specific time and place for a record like Teens of Denial. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I think that he's only really slowed down purely because of how big he's gotten and because of stuff like label politics, back and forths, all this stuff takes time. Probably more time than it should, really. And and I, I honestly think if he if he was still releasing stuff, uploading straight to Bandcamp, we probably would have gotten, you know, three, four, five more car seat headrest records over the last few years than, than we've gotten so far. But that being said, I think that there is something in him, you know, taking his time to labour over this stuff. And it's definitely... The fruits are kind of there for you to see, right, mm. of him working on these songs and working on these songs. And another thing I really wanted to point out is just how well this fits into a label like Matador. I yeah. think that Matador, obviously known for bands like Pavement, really, really abstract but yet popular, but yet poppy um, guitar bands. And to me, he just is almost like, a perfect successor to someone like Pavement. Yeah, I mean, I think you really hit the hammer on the head there, Dan. Their artists and the records that they release are just as challenging of a listen and daring as they are palatable, which sounds like an oxymoron, but go back, listen to Drunk Drivers, Killer Whales, and tell me that that is not an incredibly catchy, wonderful song. Yeah, and also, just a funny little fact, um, Matador Records... In a Matador Records first, the label had to recall all physical pressings of Teens of Denial to be destroyed in a garbage truck compactor <laughs> because they and Will Toledo believed that they had proper approval from the cars to include some of their song Just What I Needed's lyrics in the car seat headrest song Just What I Needed slash Not, what, not Just What I Needed. <laughs> in fact, did not, and they'd already pressed the record, and isn't that just annoying? Happens a lot. Happens more than you know. Shout out to John, to Mina, to Sam and to Mella who's listening and have been texting in on 0409-945-945. It's been an absolute pleasure hearing your memories of Car Seat Headrest. We're going to keep rolling on into the album. This one is called Unforgiving Girl, She's Not Anne.
Fuck you. Language warning. Forgiving Girl, She's Not An... That was Cosmic Hero. My name's Maya Billick, I'm with Dan Gordon, and you've been listening to For The Record. We're getting closer and closer to 1pm, which means it's time for us to boot scoot on out of here. As you could tell, we're coming to the end of an album. If you've just joined us, be sure to tune in from midday next Wednesday for a new album that gets the For The Record treatment. We unpack it from top to bottom, revel in its influences, sonic makeup... Uh, legacy, impact and more it'd be really lovely to have you join us if you like what you heard or you want to listen back to anything that we've done previously, it's all up on our programs page FBI, fbiradio.com slash programs and hit the for the record tab or anywhere you get your podcasts, it's all there too it's so lots of places for you to listen to us Shout out to Two Birds, who we recently had a chat with about their album, Melbourne 2. Plus, you can revisit some other past ones. We have got a brilliant chat with Adrian Lenka, Maddie Healy of the 1975, and so, so many more. Plus, we got a great Sydney interview coming up next week. Up-and-coming producer, Mr. Scram himself, so definitely come around at the same time next week for that one. And as always, on 945 if you've got an album you've really enjoyed that you want us to revisit or share or talk about or spotlight, let us know. This is Connect the Dots, the saga of Frank Sinatra. And getting you to lunch with Tanita Rizagi is Joe Goes to School. See you next week. You're on FBI Radio. Shining inside
was just a horse I couldn't tell if it was sad or not Seem interested Then a car pulled up So I split the scene I am a tourist attraction Biking down Dog Street